Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay. Built in Atlanta, OnPay is the top-rated payroll and HR software anywhere. Get one month free at OnPay.com. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we could not be sharing these important stories. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have Dave Excel with Feature Space. Welcome, Dave. Thanks, Lee. That's great to be on today. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Please share a little bit about Feature Space, who you're serving, and how you're doing it. So, Feature Space, where a financial crime um, solution um, company. So we help um, different organizations across the financial industry um, identify fraud and, and financial risk and, and try to keep the, the criminals out um, from stealing that money and keeping everything safe and secure. So uh, what's the backstory? What was the catalyst for the idea? Um, so I was studying at the University of Cambridge um, over in the United Kingdom and while I was studying, I was really interested in how we could understand uh, human behavior through analytics and then into um, machine learning. And then um, where we started to, to look at sort of applications of my research, it was how we could start to differentiate between what a, a good consumer was doing and what a fraudulent or, or bad consumer was doing. And then a lot of the um, innovation then came from, well, a lot of consumers are good consumers. They're legitimately using different financial services or, or purchasing online. So how could we build solutions that would understand what a, a good customer looks like and then being able to use that to identify anomalous and bad behavior and provide that into the financial ecosystem to be able to um, very accurately identify um, fraud and, and criminal activity that's taking place. And uh, for the the listener who doesn't uh, maybe isn't as familiar, fraud and um, bad actors in this space is um, you know that's chaotic. It's a disease. It's happening every single day. And the folks that are doing this are doing this as kind of a full time job. This isn't like kind of that fourteen year old kid in the basement, you know, being a prankster. These are organized players that are doing this you know, professionally, right? No, exactly. And they're almost organizations um, in their own right. And they are very technically minded, often using like very sophisticated information um, and technology to be able to to perpetrate um, their crime and and really attacking um, different areas in terms of where they can identify weakness and and being able to to use that um, all the way um, through different components of the financial system. And they're and they're organized in the sense that um, when somebody stumbles upon a technique that works, they're sharing best practices, and it's going network wide pretty rapidly, right? Yeah, exactly. So there's information where they they share um, weaknesses and, and vulnerabilities amongst um, themselves, but also organized in themselves as they they operate. Um, much like businesses where there's employees that work on certain aspects, either to collect data or to hone their their skill. And then different people who may be like contacting customers as scams perpetrating to be um, from a financial institution. And then they're refining their techniques as a group and, and looking at sort of how they 
um, operate more efficiently. So now when you came up with your solution, um, you were kind of attacking this in a, a, a different way of, of dealing with behavioral aspects of a, a, a good user rather than kind of a fraudulent user? Yeah, exactly. So a, a lot of how fraud solutions um, have worked historically is they, they look at fraud, which has taken place in the past, and they try to define what that fraud looks like. And then um, going forward into the future as they continue to re-identify that same um, bad activity that took place. Like a very like simple example could be um, looking at two transactions that happen within 30 seconds of each other and the value of that trans those transactions together is like over $1,000 and that may be an indication that fraud's um, taken place. Um, but then I guess the fraudsters start to see that when they um, repeat that behavior, those transactions um, may be blocked. Um, but then also, unfortunately for us as, as good consumers, sometimes we may make purchases like that and then they get declined and then there's a, a poor customer experience. So what we did is we really focused on, well, or how does a, a legitimate person um, spend money? How do they interact um, with their bank? And we use that as a sort of understanding of who we are as individuals, where we shop and what time of day we shop, all of those types of things to be able to say, well, that's a, a transaction that I expect Lee to make. Um, and then if it's a, an unusual transaction, then we start to flag that as a, a change in behavior and, and potentially a fraudulent transaction that's taking place. So then your solution is kind of identifying the idiosyncrasies of that individual consumer and then kind of um, monitoring that behavior to make sure it's consistent? Yeah, and I often think about it. It's like um, when, we, when we used to shop into a, a local store is the person behind the register who we're buying from would, would start to know us. They'd know our name. They, they would know our coffee order, all of those types of things. And it's how do we give the fraud solution and understanding of who you are so that we know what the likely transactions are that you're going to make and sort of build up that almost personal relationship from an understanding um, when we should accept money and when we shouldn't accept money um, from your either your credit card or your debit card or, or transferring funds out of your bank account. And this is a really uh, a tricky situation for the uh, the service provider, right? Because the consumer is um, expecting a level of speed in terms of a transaction and, and getting what they want when they want it. And anytime there is something that slows that down or is a hurdle in front of that, that is, like you mentioned, impacting that customer experience. And um, so people are expecting an instantaneous kind of transaction nowadays. And that's just really difficult. And I don't think people appreciate how hard it is to do that. No, exactly. And a lot of these platforms, they're processing like thousands of transactions um, per second. And then at the same time, we need to take in um, lots of different data points and analyze those and then and make a decision about whether or not um, that transaction should go through. So a lot of the, the work that we do at FeatureSpace is how do you um, really operationalize that those, those algorithms and, and the machine learning so that it can operate um, sort of both at scale in terms of volume, but also in terms of speed so that we are um, minimizing um, the impact in terms of when you are waiting for that um, payment to be accepted is that as fast um, as possible. 
and also as accurate as possible so that we we minimize that that situation where it is genuinely you that's making that transaction and the um the payment isn't accepted so that's that's one of our missions is to continue to make those solutions as as accurate as possible to be able to differentiate um good from bad so now how are service providers um dealing with fraud right now are they is that something that they typically just try to solve on their own internally or is it that they are searching for kind of these third-party solutions like yours? Um, so I guess uh, fraud is a there's a, a number of different ways in, in which it can be perpetrated. So a lot of organisations will have a combination of um, services and, and um, technology that they're using from providers as well as their own um, fraud strategy teams and their own expertise that they sort of pull all of that together to have um, the fraud defences that they have um, within their environment to protect uh, their consumers. Um, so it's a, generally a combination of all of that. And then as the um, fraudsters are becoming more and more sophisticated, it's then around sort of pulling together the right um, technologies to be able to, to fight with the same machinery that um, the criminals are using to, to try to um, break into and use those um, technology solutions. And then uh, the fraudsters are—are um, are they winning? Who's winning right now? So I always describe it—it's a, a cat and mouse game. So I think often what we start to see is that um, as fraud grows in a certain area, the technology then improves um, to be able to um, solve that, and then the fraudsters move into another area, and then the technology needs to continue to move um, to be able to, to get um, through and identify that. But that's also one of the really important things that we built at, at Feature Space is to enable our solution to adapt and evolve with both genuine customer behavior, um, but also with those um, fraudulent patterns. And although COVID was a, an experience that I don't think any of us would want to relive, it was a great um, test for our technology when we suddenly saw a dramatic shift um, in March last year when um, we all sort of went into different forms of, of lockdown and our, um, how we um, spent our money um, changed and there was a dramatic shift to a lot of that spending um, being online and our solutions were able to adapt to those changes and also the new fraud trends that took place um, during COVID to make sure that the, the solutions continue to be a, as accurate and to be able to stop um, the fraud that was taking place. So now when you moved your solution from kind of um, where it began, I guess, in academia and then moved it into enterprise uh, level businesses, how did that happen? Did you have partners early on that um, allowed you to kind of beta test this within their ecosystem? How, how did you kind of move into, um, you know, the business world? It's a, it's a great question. So. Um, there was, I guess, lots of hard work and sleepless nights um, from everyone within um, feature space to be able um, to get there. And also, I think a, a lot of um, our early customers um, took a leap of faith in wanting to, I guess, understand the innovation and the technology that they that we had, and they they saw that we um, that there was the potential to to really make a difference in terms of being able to stop um, that criminal activity. Um, and so we owe a lot of that to our, our early customers that enabled us to um, 
continue to develop and, and mature the technology so that it it's now into some a lot of those environments where it's mission critical um, to make sure that the, the financial systems remain um, secure and 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 keep running as well. Um, no one wants to be able to to try to use their their credit card or, or use their bank and, and that be unavailable because um, the systems behind the scenes aren't working. So now, um, are you replacing something that they had, or are you just augmenting what they're already doing? Uh, generally, it's a mixture of both. So usually, um, so it will be augmenting and adding additional capability um, into what they have, or it may be then also uplifting it from something that was um, potentially a, a, like a rules-based system, which was just operating on like um, what I had previously described in terms of identifying a known fraud pattern and stopping that or, and then replacing that with um, the machine learning solution, which is able to understand that behavior in a lot more detail. And then your solution is kind of learning as it goes. So it, it's it's evolving. Exactly. Um, so, and that was one of the, the really interesting things that, that when we um, started Feature Space was that us as, I guess, individuals have our own behavior, but that behavior also starts to evolve and, and change over time. And so rather than having a system that remains static is we, we built a system that would adapt and evolve um, with those, those changes of behavior. Now, is, um, do you have like an ideal customer at this point that, or is it pretty much any fintech uh, business? Uh, I guess for us, an ideal customer is anyone that is uh, processing um, financial transactions um, that we can then um, help them to make sure that that platform and, and their products and services are as, as, as safe and secure as possible. So is it primarily banking? Is it um, healthcare? Is it um, e-commerce or all of them? Um, so it's pretty much all of those. So wherever um, there's a, a transfer of money from one person to the other, whether it's a, a bank which is issuing credit cards, so that could be one. It could be a um, organization which is helping merchants accept payments either um, in a, a retail or physical environment um, or online, or even if it's like a, a banking scenario where it's um, moving money um, between two bank accounts or like a peer-to-peer -peer um, movement of money, or even something as, as simple as like writing a check or paying a bill. All of those are, are solutions where, where feature space has been deployed um, to be able to identify um, fraud. Now, are you getting clients right now coming out of like a crisis where something bad has happened and they're like, okay, we can't have this happen again, so we better call the feature space folks? Or is it something that people are being proactive on and saying, look, we have to stay ahead of this. Let's call the feature space folks. Generally, people are, are proactive. Um, I guess not many people, like usually there is a, a fraud platform in, in place. But then it's sort of about making sure that those solutions are adaptable because also the financial industry um, doesn't remain static. We're sort of seeing um, very big sort of shifts in terms of how um, the technology continues to evolve and, and be deployed. Um, so especially if we look at even from a, a credit card perspective is we've now got a lot of the, the online wallets in things like Apple Pay and um, Samsung, Samsung Pay but also then from a banking perspective, there's um, a lot of movement to like real-time payments, um, a lot more sort of person-to-person -person, um, transfers of funds. 
So as those different um, solutions become available or those different ways of moving money is the fraud solutions need to um, be there and protect um, those transaction types as well. So now what is on your roadmap? How, how do you move ahead? I mean, you have built in uh, an evolving platform, so I would imagine that kind of has you always looking to the next thing. So how, how does feature space kind of stay on the bleeding edge of things? No, definitely. So I guess one of our, our tagline is to outsmart risk. So we're trying to stay ahead of the criminals that are, are looking at sort of how they're going to perpetrate their attacks and making sure that we build technology, which is able to, um, I guess, keep up and, and sort of stay ahead of what's happening um, out in the, the industry. And one of the amazing innovations that we've, we've introduced recently is around applying deep learning in sort of a, an application that we called automated um, deep behavioral networks, which provides even greater ability for our technology to um, learn different behavioral trends and be much more adaptable in terms of how it's able to um, learn and evolve to, to generate more accurate solutions and being able to um, identify those fraud trends um, and risk. And also for us is also looking at other areas of financial crime. So working within aspects of anti-money laundering and helping organizations identify um, those types of um, suspicious um, transactions that are taking place as well. Well, congratulations on all the success. If there's a company out there that wants to learn more about Feature Space, what is the website? So our um, website is um, featurespace.com. So and nice and simple um, to be able to find us. Well, Dave, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Um, thank you very much, Lee. It was uh, great to be on the show today. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio. Today's episode of Atlanta Business Radio is brought to you by OnPay. Built in Atlanta, OnPay is the top-rated payroll and HR software anywhere. Get one month free at OnPay.com.